Uh, just a heads up, this episode, we're going to be talking a lot about some diet stuff, kind of weight loss tangentially related stuff. And, um, you know, it's with us. It's fun. It's sassy. It's, uh, but it might not be something you're up to right now. So if you're not up to that, maybe skip this one uh, and, I don't know, have, have a little glass of tea and maybe a little cookie and just kind of kick it back. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we like to talk about the things that are weighing in our minds. My name is Don Marshall. I am a big chubby guy who is apparently yelling into the microphone. And uh, Dan is cringing. So when Dan is cringing at too much volume, you know you've gotten really, really loud. He's he's channeling the second episode of the day energy. (laughs) (laughs) Dan. Hi, it's loud. (laughs) (laughs) No, my name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. And um, these are my ears. Um, I think that's all I have to say. My ears, my ears are on this. This is, this is the second episode we're recording today <laughs> and I'm all about that. Okay. Whatever oh that is. Dan, I, you're, you're also being quite loud. Well, that's <laughs> Everybody needs to come. I'm, I'm excited because it's <laughs> our second episode of the day. Hi, I'm Trevor Kizan. I'm a super trip. I am speaking at an appropriate volume and I am, I don't know, new year. That's because you went to Catholic school. He sounds really quiet to me. Use it's, the microphone. <laughs> the microphone is your friend. Keep it's going. a new year. It's a new episode. It's, um, I don't know. I've had a busy Morning. month so far, but yeah, it's just like, no kidding. Not even just like, just a lot of scheduling. That is the theme of yeah. this uh, month. It's just like a lot of negotiating dates. Yeah. Um, and I'm just looking, looking forward to uh, a trip later this month. Yeah. My name is Michael. I am a chaser. And today, I am also a scheduling boy. It has been, it's been a lot, but, 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 but last year things totally fell apart and the wheels came completely off. So now it's a month of keeping the wheels on. That's my minimum goal. Mm. <laughs> just, just keep trucking. Just keep making forward progress. Michael wheels on Willard. That's right. <laughs> I kind of like that. It has a nice ring to it. Um, um, it's a very special episode because uh, today uh, we're, we're going to do a, a little shortened, uh, yeah, a little a bit mini, shortened. A little mini so, a little, yeah, a little, little baby. Episode. It's a little baby, like a, you're feeling like you just want an appetizer today. Yeah. So, oh, no. yeah. so because tasty. of so tasty. the oh. aforementioned scheduling insanity, Trevor and Dan are going on a cruise. I'm going to be moving uh, later this month. Um, lots of stuff in the mix. Uh, we're going to do a slightly contained episode. We have our little mini-sode this week that you're listening to right now. We'll have a, a full episode next week. And then right. when we're traveling, when Michael's packing and taping right. and uh strapping the other michael to the roof <laughs> to the roof of the car <laughs> yeah yo get up there honey okay here we go <laughs> so the hey, 20- if it works for the romneys <laughs> the 25th is our week off yes uh wednesday the 25th we'll be taking a break and then we'll come back strong after that um hopefully i suppose it depends on how the crews and the move go <laughs> um but yeah so today uh well we have you know a thank you again to our listeners our patrons mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. We got stuff on Patreon. Keeping the lights on. We got, so, you know, if you're, you got a hankering on the 25th and you're not a patron, you know, oh, $5. Yeah. Get in. You get the stuff. whole archive of, of minisodes that we've done over the last almost year, uh, behind the scenes, little fun tidbits and snippets. Um, that's where also the archive, our, um, our self-care and share Zoom session that we yes. did lives on Patreon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dan and I recorded another Chaser Tat minisode, which will be coming out this month. 
uh, probably probably that week, I would think. Yeah. Another brandy-soaked chaser episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> eggnog, in my case. Yes. Yeah. You'll, you'll find out all about Dan's eggnog. Um, I'll, I'll leave that there. It's very good. I think uh, something else you could check out during that time is something of Michael's that is finally out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to forget once again. Thank you, Trevor, for being on it. So... I directed a movie. I made a movie. Uh, it's a documentary film that I made with and about the Boston Gay Men's Chorus, who I have worked for uh, up until recently for, what, eight years? Mm. Um, they have uh, toured the world uh, dismantling homophobia uh, one song at a time. Um, and we made, uh, my par- creative partner, Craig, and I made a documentary feature film called Music Triumphs Homophobia. And I'm really, really proud of it. It's really good. It's a hell of a ride. Um, it has an uplifting note at the end. If you want something to, to feel good and inspired about, um, it is streaming on Amazon at this very moment. You can go find it, Mm -hmm. uh, check it out. If you like it, leave us a good review. Uh, we're going to be doing a whole press push and everything. Yeah. So check out Michael's movie on Amazon prime, Mm -hmm. check out us on Patreon. And, and with that, we are going to be doing some, some bigger and funner things later this year. We're going to try and figure out a way to do more in-person type event type stuff. Uh, no solid concrete plans yet, but we are not just taking, taking, taking. We're going to figure out a way to get back to. Yeah. Do fun things. All right. Into the episode. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. You ready? Yes. Oh God. I was, I was like, well, where are we going? Cause we, we have a mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you might remember in a past episode, we talked about this woman from Brazil who got stranded by her, uh, uh I think it was, uh, Qatar Airlines. Yeah. Because they said, like, you're too fat to get on this flight. She says, how is that possible? Did the airline shrink, you know, just right after my last three flights that I've been on? Yeah. And she's Brazilian and she went and she she sued them in Brazil and won. And I said, how, what was the, what was the legal reasoning behind that? Because I couldn't figure out how she won and mm-hmm. how she won so much compensation. Well, a listener has answered that question. This is excellent, by the way. This mm-hmm. is like the perfect use of, of writing us in. This is so cool. Okay. So, uh, dear BFGP team. I'm listening to your current episode, and as a public health researcher who specializes in size discrimination, I figured I'd write in to add some clarification to your most recent episode's story about the Brazilian courts siding with a fat woman who was discriminated against by Qatar Airlines. Brazil is actually one of a handful of countries worldwide that has robust legal protections against weight-based discrimination. In 2015, an older law was amended to include weight under provisions protected for disabled individuals, including, for example, legally mandated priority for certain seats in public facilities and transportation, etc. Since then, various municipalities have expanded these protections to include renovating things like the capital subway system to have seats designed for larger bodies and passing September 10th as an official holiday to promote fat rights. That's fat fo- crazy. That's amazing. That's uh, fat phobia great. or gordophobia is frequently used as a justification for legal decisions regarding size discrimination. For example, in fining a famous comedian for making a homophobic I'm sorry, fat-phobic. making fat phobic <laughs> comments about an individual's body. And one state, uh, Rondonia, has legal protections guaranteeing citizens access to all places, regardless of size and freedom from gordophobia. In many assessments, Brazil has the most advanced legal apparatus and civic awareness of size discrimination worldwide. In this light, I think this recent ruling is quite understandable and great for Brazil. Uh, Furthermore, it's wonderful to see how well elaborated protections in Brazil can still be leveraged to hold entities like Qatar Airlines uh, accountable for their discriminatory actions. In short, go Brazil. Love the podcast and keep up the great work. That is 
so so cool. I had no. I mean, obviously, yeah. had no idea. I mean, neither did and I. And thank you again for writing in with that info. Yeah. that is very very handy. And I, can I just agree? Go Brazil. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. freaking wow. Brazil. Fuck. That is amazing. I, <laughs> I, I have wanted to go to South America on a couple different occasions, and picking where has always been a little bit of a question. Brazil, but apparently, Brazil's <laughs> looking pretty good right now. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should go to Brazil to do an episode, or do an episode on maybe like if we can do a live episode on. September 10th. Oh, that would be very cool. Dan, do you speak any Portuguese? <laughs> no, no, I just you to, got some time to learn. No, I, I just sort of look to the right and speak Spanish. It's sort of <laughs> <laughs> Turn your head sideways. Turn my head sideways. Lean to the right and speak Spanish. <laughs> um, anyway, so thank yeah. you to that listener. Uh, let's do the next thing. I thought this would be an interesting thing, but like, I'm like, I don't really, it doesn't really fit in as like pop culture, but it's not, I feel like not really enough for like a, a main subject. But there was this article in, in the takeout, the takeout about words we don't want to see in 2023. Diet kind of like food diet terms food stuff. specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Diet and wellness culture. Should we go over theirs first? Yes. Because we brought a couple of our own ideas. Yeah. I, I really love theirs and they're actually better than the ones. There's a good. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> honestly, they took all the good ones. They did. They did. <laughs> uh, better for you uh-huh. snacks. Yeah. Better for you. Better for you. Yeah. But, but why? It's the, so many things, but like the, uh, the food morality yeah. thing what right I, off the bat. See, Smart. what's so brilliant about this is it's using morality, food morality mm-hmm. as product differentiation. Like you could eat regular potato chips mm-hmm. or you could eat good for you potato chips. Right. And are those different or better than the guilt-free potato chips? Mm-hmm. The one I find today's version is of smart. I, I hate like oh, smart popcorn. Oh, right, right. Because if you oh, were yeah. smart, not like a stupid fat person, yeah. you'd be eating this. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you are fat because you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you, you, know, it's, know. you know, Don, it's really hard. Are they fat because they're dumb or dumb because yeah. they're fat? It's so yeah. hard. Kitchen chicken or egg. I mean, it, it, it feels like they can just take any positive word <laughs> exactly. and use it as an adjective on a food. and Yeah, and that means not, and it means less fat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they, we talked about it better for you. They also have uh, guilt-free, which we talked about. Um, there's the, the quarantine 15. Oh, which God. is making a comeback. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really? I it thought is. We, I've heard it a few times. I again. thought we ditched it. No, I thought we had two. And then I've heard it in my own circles from a few people. Really? And it's just this giant eye roll moment of like, really? really? That one well, has <laughs> actually genuinely disappeared from everything in my experience. I'm very good. happy about that. That's good. I, it's so, stupid. I don't know if it was in the article or it was in the comments. Someone pointed out. It's so annoying because there's also the more obvious, the COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is one I would like to add to the list. Yes. And I don't know how pervasive this is, but doing, doing research for the bits, yeah. I mm-hmm. tend to fall into this, which is the woo-woo weight loss theories. Right? Oh, gosh. So oh, yeah. sound healing weight loss. Oh my God. Prayer hate, prayer. Mm. You know, Jesus doesn't love you fat. Um, Pray the pounds away. What was the other yeah. one? I saw one with like crystal energy weight loss. Oh healing. I'm like, do you like, Meth? do you grind <laughs> amethyst and ingest it? Like just weird. Oh, stuff. you lose weight that way. Oh. Um, yeah. So those sort of theoretical, there is no way to prove that this would work. Intention healing. Let's go with intention. Intention, intention yeah, that's weight a good loss. Summary. Intention weight loss. No, and there, there's like there's Christian weight loss. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Which again implies that God loves you less if you're fat. Well, that's when I said Jesus doesn't love fat people, yep. Don. Exactly. <laughs> well, look at him. He was shredded. <laughs> Why would he? Yeah. I mean, if you can, when he does those poses with guns, you can tell. <laughs> I will say. 
when I did go to church when I was a little kid, there were a lot of Christ set there that <laughs> they could have brought some impure thoughts to some of the congregation. That's all oh, I'm saying. It's, uh, I don't think it's so, you know, for Catholic school uh, gays, it's not so much Jesus, but, you know, if you ever look at uh, any art of St. Sebastian. Oh, God, yes. Oh, T- tied up to the tree. Tied is like, that why there's so much BDSM in the former Christian? <laughs> <laughs> and the, yeah. you know, sure he has arrows in him, but he also has cum gunners. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you mean he's really ripped? Yeah, well, he's that like the V, the V, like, always the, the groin, yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, groin, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like you know the little strip of fabric. I don't know my my first thing is uh, just really the whole like detox cleanse. Mm. Yeah. stuff and all the language around that because it's like i don't know have juice have I, some have some vegetable juice but like there's so much weird language and just a a, a, a bad vibe around anything well i think the important that. takeaway because see you know drinking too much juice is usually uh what people say is responsible for getting fat oh look at all the juice you're drinking you know, mm-hmm. all that juice has calories but if it's part of the detox diet, then mm-hmm. it's good for you. So what's the difference? The difference is if you like the juice, it's bad for you. <laughs> if yeah. the juice gives you diarrhea, it's good for you. It's oh. true. I read one of the current fad diets <gasps> is the celery juice. Exactly. Celery. Prune. Wait a second. Why would you willingly drink celery juice? I don't understand. Because it tastes terrible. And that's why. That's oh, what works. Okay. It's this is this is the socially acceptable version of binging via stool softeners. Right. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. I was going yeah. with the whole Protestant. Or sorry, like, pur- not binging, purging, mm-hmm. purging with still softeners. But that's the like, X-lax functionally diet. the yeah. X-lax diet. thing. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a devil's advocate position on the on the Protestant. No, the uh, what do you call it? The, the cleanse diets. Oh, okay. Right. One, if you're using it as a diet, I agree, you're fucked up. That's not. It's not a diet. But I think there is a healthy way to use it for a day or two days. Of it's a meditative thing, right? It's you're not doing it for your physical health. You're doing it as like something to, for yourself that you like recenter yourself. You're putting aside food or you're, you know, w- if you're using it that way for a short term sort of healing self-examination thing for a day or two, you're good. It, yeah. Okay. But anything longer than that, I like I, but it's I think self-damaging. It's a, I think it's a very slippery slope because like, because I, I follow a lot of cooking stuff on Instagram. There's a lot of weird diet stuff that slips in there. Where it's just like, oh, the like, you know, wholesome cooking. And it's like, oh, these are just like normal cooking videos. And then there's, yeah. you know, one slips in. It's like, okay, well, here's the calorie count and uh, protein thing for this. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, a couple of normal ones. And then like, well, you know, I don't let myself eat carrots because they have too many carbs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's and not what I I'm think, talking about. No, yeah. but I think it's, I think that's yeah. one of those things where it's like, that is a very rare thing. Because I think that quickly becomes... Well, we have 2,000 years or more, actually a lot more, from, you know, I'm going to say mostly the Abrahamic religions, of equating diet and morality. Yes. Of suffering for one's virtue, mm-hmm. of cleansing, of, pre- like, you know, <laughs> there, are, there are feast days, but they usually come after famine periods. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or famine, you know, or, you know, in the case of like a Christmas feast is like mm-hmm. winter or whatever. But it, it's basically this idea that you had to go through this hell so that you would be a better human being. And I think that cleanse diets and um, fasting are all sort of part of this, you know, suffering creates, well, it, it, there's a lot of suffering that just lets you, gets you out of your head because you're suffering. Like the, <laughs> the lightheadedness you get from fasting uh, or from a juice cleanse. 
But you know, there there is this long tradition of that. And yeah. you know, if if there are people out there who believe in that, that's great. But I think it's it's a missing to not say that. I think that's what I come back to when I'm talking about like my version of that, like you know, a day or two of like a, I w- I wouldn't even say a juice diet for me. It would just be like water, teas, um, and if I want juice, juice. But I'm not going to be cramming juice during that time period. <laughs> but for me, it's more about like so right now. Like I did it right uh, right after I got back from Christmas up in Oregon because I felt like I had seven pounds of stuffing moving through my <laughs> intestines. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so taking a day to like move that through, it's it's not a, a weight loss thing. It's, I mean, it literally is a cleanse for me. It's getting some of the stuff out of yeah, my system. Sure. It's a day of thought. It makes me think about my food and really and appreciate that stuff. So I just, I, I just, think but if you make it a week long thing, that's not good. <laughs> well, I just know? keep thinking, coming back to this idea, like how come there's no religion or morality that says you should stuff the fuck out of yourself because God wants you to have it all. <laughs> like there's no holiday like that. <laughs> um, there's no, you know, feast, feast of the gluttonous because God is opulence, you know? <laughs> I that think there were hedonistic <laughs> days in most major Western faiths. They are to rec- they are as a replenishment from the suffering you endured to get there. Yeah, a little, so like huh. a little binge after your purge. purge. Easter comes after Lent. Yeah. Oh, see, mm-hmm. that's, 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 my, good, that's the missing piece for me is yeah. that I don't always have those more. Mardi Gras holidays. is the feast. Mardi Gras is the feast oh, before you're going to you're going to deprive yourself for. And okay. you know, different 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 uh, Abrahamic religions have different periods of that. Well, Dan, kind of everything fasting. in moderation. You know, you have to balance it out. Oh. And moderation <laughs> is defined by okay. whatever your. My dad told always said that too. He was like, "Okay, it's Passover. Everyone is going to fast for twenty four hours. Not us, but everyone else. <laughs> no, and then we're gonna have the big feast." You know? <laughs> so, the, I know the, the moderation thing. So, one of the other things that I see a lot of uh, there is the whole trend of like everything. We need more protein. We're not getting enough protein. Oh yeah. We're, this is after like water where like I, I do the whole like, well, you, you have to be a thirsty boss water bitch <laughs> <laughs> well, and drink this it, entire jug of water in a day. And here's some motivational, motivational messages along the jug for how far you get. Yeah. But wow. they, none of these would go anywhere if you didn't have companies trying to figure out, okay, we make yeah. water. How do we get to push water? Well, and we we make milk. How do we pick? How do we push milk? We can sell the thirsty bitch jug. <laughs> um, but so, okay, so now, so now it's like protein and it's these weird like protein snacks where it's like, well, you know, I want a cosmic brownie. So I take this protein powder <laughs> and a banana and like, it's all this like fake things like, you know, protein powder is fine. But when you're mixing like six different forms of like protein powder and like making it into a, a paste so you oh, can oh, have and a make fake- sure you do it a week in advance so that you can prep your meals. No, but no prep is. What really got me with this was it was a woman who made. She's like, well, I used to love, uh, you know, the little Cinnabon bites, so I made protein Cinnabon bites, and it was these globs that were just like wet and just sticky in a the worst possible way. Where it's like it does like it's not holding together because it's so. It's sort of like Doughy. a treat for somebody who's forgotten what the concept of food is. Yeah. And like the okay. whole point of the of Cinnabon making Cinnabites is for like, if you just, you don't want to indulge in a whole Cinnabon, you just want a little treat. You can just get yeah. one like- little, like, I know, thumb sized Cinnabon <laughs> and to have it like they, they have thought about this. <laughs> if you, you don't, don't want need to thing. make 
a fake version of it out of different pastes. I mean, okay. (laughs) Yes. I am not going to be well-liked for this. Uh-oh. 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 Hot take alert. (sighs) Oh, I I think I know where you're going with this. Absolutely everything you're saying about this, this shit is based on the fact that a lot of people, especially Americans, do not care what their food tastes like as long as it is either moral or entertaining. And all these arguments that we make for, oh, well, yeah, it's a Cinnabon, but it has 16 grams of protein and takes nothing like Cinnabons, but it's the healthy <laughs> Cinnabon labeled alternative. That's how they got you to eat McDonald's. Nobody would eat McDonald's <laughs> in the wild. You had to be marketed McDonald's. You had to be t- like, or well, yeah, Trevor says, McDonald's doesn't taste like anything except McDonald's. No, that's, and it's like, I don't, if I want a burger, I don't go to McDonald's. I want, if I want McDonald's, yeah. I go to McDonald's. <laughs> that I want is the, 100% accurate. But the yes. same, the same, distancing from our food that happens that lets people like McDonald's also likes people enjoy a high protein fake Cinnabon. It's hard because like, you know, I don't know people, people do what you want. Have your protein Cinnabite that just looks like it has a, <laughs> a, a very unpleasant, unwholesome texture, but there's diet stuff a diet as in like, I can only eat certain foods like I have a friend who has an autoimmune disorder and she has, you know, uh, a lot of restrictions on, on what she can eat. So she is like looking for recipes that fit to that. But then I think there is a way where that just goes, I don't know, wrong where it's like, well, it becomes this moral. is health, you know, yeah. but also it's like, this is healthier. This is better for me. Like so, the whole gluten-free rage. Yeah. There are not that many people with celiac disease. Um, I mean, I don't have celiac, but gluten makes me sick. Yeah. But okay. But hold on. But, but okay. So. But, in, in going through stuff yesterday, I saw, this is a, a real recipe I saw, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, salted caramel cookies. That's a fear recipe. How? That's a fear recipe. What's it in How? it? It's, it was dates and peanut butter and there was salt in it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's based on the, the whole thing. Have you seen this, like, where you take a date, it's the whole, like, it tastes like a Snickers, and people take a date, they cut it in half, you put a walnut inside? Yeah. And then you close it, and then you put peanut butter on top of that. You dip it in chocolate and freeze it, and supposedly tastes exactly like. But but see, here's my problem: When did a processed candy from a mega corporation become the standard for what food should taste like? That pisses me off so much. I think like you're not you're not asking the question, do I like it? You're asking the question, does it taste like a Snickers? Because I know I like Snickers. Because they told me I should like Snickers. I do kind of (laughs) I don't I agree with that in that like that just that sounds like a lovely snack. Yeah, Yeah, that's but I I think to kind of like but to me get in this mindset of like, well, I want a Snickers, but I can't have a Snickers, so I need to I need to manufacture something that makes sense out of you know a nut, yeah, (laughs) yeah, and coconut oil and. I can have a little salt because I haven't had any carrots. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, what you said earlier, Trevor, like, you know, you, McDonald's tastes like McDonald's. Yeah. And so like, you know, look, if you came to the conclusion that you like the taste of McDonald's, then yeah, you should have McDonald's. You shouldn't try to fake yeah. McDonald's because, yeah. you know, you're not going to. But our tastes have been mutated so much oh, by horribly, the access to these things. Horribly. Like I, t- I told Michael about this. Michael has a cupcake bakery 10 feet from his apartment that makes cupcakes with a European the owners are from uh, Ukraine, and so they use this European recipe with like half the sugar yeah. that you usually get in America. It tastes like cake. Like <laughs> that's the cake I want. Mm. Like it tastes so good. It, it, then when I go back to get these sort of like super sugary cakes, it, that doesn't taste like cake to me anymore. Uh, it tastes you, like something else. We uh, I, we have a friend who's a chaser 
from Minnesota. And oh God, yeah. We were at this uh, a, a restaurant in Italy, which is uh, you the, know, the the restaurant the is restaurant, called Italy, yeah. Italy. Yeah. Um, and it was a like a cream puff dessert, and it was sweet, and it was lovely, and it was very well made, perfectly normal he, Italian dessert. Yeah, and it was like it was sweet, but it was not like killer sweet. It was like it was dessert, like you know, a European dessert. So it was like a little sweet. And he's like, oh, no, this is not, this is like savory. He's like, this is not <laughs> sweet at all. And yeah. the thing is, uh, I know, because I know his taste and also like, I know like Midwestern desserts, you know, the bars. I was thinking oh. it's the seven layer magic bar, which is like eight kinds of sugar. Yeah. yeah. And it's like. Well, you got to get all eight to have a well-rounded recipe. <laughs> <game>. <laughs> That's right. No, because to him, it's like it, unless his teeth are vibrating, it's not sweet enough. Hmm. The most confusing uh trying to make things taste like other things that happens to me is when you go for a more high end like dessert or treat and they are trying to make it taste like a lower end treat, like a Snickers bar or Kit Kat. Because the- <laughs> like I, I like uh, people are going to call me a basic bitch for this. I like cheesecake factory cheesecake, right? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they do a very good job with it. It's very tasty. Yeah. But then I go there and it's like, flavor of the month is a Kit Kat cheesecake or a Snickers cheesecake. That's the thing. Yep. And I'm like, I, I'm here for a higher end dessert. I want your cheesecake. That's my test. That's my test. If the flavor is actually a product, that's not a flavor. Mm. You have just, you've just, that's just a marketing machine at work. But I think it's also when you get birthday cake flavored cake, that's stupid. (laughs) But okay. But hold on. So birthday cake is because the, the birthday cake thing started because I think it was trying to recreate the, Fake fun, vanilla. The, no, Pillsbury Funfetti yeah. cake with the Funfetti frosting, which is, once again, is a very manufactured thing, but it is it is not a flavor. They are trying to get you to, a, to tap into yeah. that memory. I think you're both of, right. Like, Dan's right, but also Trevor's right yeah. in that that doesn't, there's no other way to say that. No, they no, can't my, say no Michael is right. correct. Yeah. That both of you are correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, my argument is you it think shouldn't. I'm correct, I think you're right, Don. Okay, <laughs> my argument is it shouldn't exist because you should be tasting the food, not being a marketing shill for like, oh, it tastes no, but like that's that product the, that I've no, been sold before. No, but that's not the point. The point is that that there is no other way to. It's like saying, um, I agree. Like somebody yes. invents a new flavor. Yeah. Like they, they invent a new flavor by complying to things and there's nothing else in the world that tastes like it. You have to refer to that thing to say, this is what my thing tastes like. You have to, there's no other way to define it. Well, well if no, you, no. Let me, let me interrupt with that. Cause I get what you're saying and you're right, but it becomes a shorthand for like, you could call it almond joy or you could call it chocolate and coconut. Exactly. With almond. No, but you know? my point is there is no other way to describe this flavor that Trevor's Because it oh, doesn't yeah. exist because it's been made artificially. It does not, it is I mean, not. But, but it's also, so we're going through that right that now is, with that's ruby the point. chocolate. Like ruby chocolate is an example of what you're talking about right now. It's a new flavor that we cannot identify in any other form, but the brand name ruby chocolate with what it was came out Well, but, but it's called right? ruby that's, chocolate not because of the ruby corporation got you know mixed up in the chocolate corporation. It's because it's a different source of cocoa. But Dan, you, you understand that birthday cake is not a brand, right? I understand that birthday cake is- Well, no, it's, it's is, birthday cake because they can't use the brand. <laughs> exactly. Sure, but yeah. the point is like, whatever, this is, this is getting very <laughs> circular. <laughs> we all have uh, expressed our opinions. Let's move the fuck on. Yeah. Um, I also had one that I wanted to bring up. I, uh, last year, um, Google came out with the Pixel Watch- which has been very anticipated. Uh, and I wanted to get it. And the big turnoff for me was the big selling point of that fucking watch is the Fitbit integration. Oh, of course. And the only reason to really get the damn thing is how 
integrated it is with the Fitbit world that requires a subscription and you had to get all of the benefits out of it. And I don't want any of that shit. Mm -hmm. I don't want it. You, if you wanted that, you'd be ha you'd have an Apple Watch. I'd ha well, if I wanted that, I'd have a fucking Fitbit. They make those already. No, but yeah, I'm, there's I'm, a thing. I'm joking that the Apple Watch has done that for no, a while. No, all smartwatches do. Yeah, all yeah. smartwatches do. I'm just I'm expressing. It's like what Trevor was saying. It's the ubiquity of healthism. It's like yes, yes, yes. You cannot get a fucking watch. Mm -hmm. I just want a watch that integrates with my smartphone, so I can do cool smartphone things on my watch. I don't need. I don't. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll be honest. Like they're adding that app for like twenty bucks per unit, so they like. They don't care. It's super easy. It's just something they're going to tag on because it exists and someone might want no, it. No, no, the, the integration, the degree to which they have put all of these like sensors, they have oxygen sensors, they have your heart rate, mm -hmm. they have your mm -hmm. blood pressure, they have all of these sensors built in that you can't turn off. Oh, you can't turn them off? No, oh, <laughs> you can opt out of the app. You don't have to use the app, right. but it is it is intrinsic to how they, like the UI of a Pixel Watch has the Fitbit built into it. I read a book once upon a time uh, that was set in feudal China. It was, I think it was Pearl Bucks, The Good Earth. Oh, yeah. Right? And they go into the Chinese medical uh, system from that time period where the doctor's job was to pay you when you were sick and you paid the doctor when you were well. Ooh, I like that. So the doctor basically became built-in health insurance for a town where, like, as long as he kept you healthy, you gave him oh. money. And as soon as you got sick, he had to support you. I like this. Yeah, that would never happen. No. <laughs> well, there's no, also a the well, but there's also a sinister side because you because the only way that would happen in a westernized country is for healthism to invade that. Well, yeah. and th like to be a non-productive member of Chinese society in that time period was absolute. Well, shame, that's Confucianism. You know? yeah. so, that's Confucianism. Yeah. I think we should make the fat bit. <laughs> besides don's bit you yeah. have 200 more calories to go i mean i think that might be a, a good segue don yeah what's let's, our let's get to the bit we've stressed this out long enough what's our fat bit well um i i wrote this about four days ago in the middle of the night and i can't remember what i wrote so we're all gonna find out what our <laughs> bit is today i love a dark ride um it's apparently uh about diets so <laughs> let's let's find out uh, in the very first episode we of the Big Fat Gay Podcast, we talked about the swamp diet. We did. In the mm -hmm. late 1700s, Thomas Short observed that he saw more fat people living near swamps, <laughs> and so advised in his book, The Causes and Effects of Corpulence, which you can read in its first edition printing online, by oh, the way. Wow. It's like oh, man. 80 pages long, and it's in that old sort of old-timey colonial printing where it's like that – is either an F or an S. I can't tell which. <laughs> um, so he wrote that in order to lose lose weight, fat people should move away from swamps. Okay. <laughs> strangely, <laughs> that's the plot of Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> so strangely, nearly 300 years later, the American Centers for Disease Control has actually confirmed one of Thomas Short's observations. <gasps> what, in fact, did the swamp diet get right? Okay. One. Several types of widely consumed swamp vegetables have an enzyme that stimulate appetite. Hmm. Two, meat from swamp-dwelling animals actually has a type of fat that humans find difficult to digest. Three, the methods used to gather food in swamps requires less calories than other environments, making for fatter hunter-gatherers. <clears throat> or four, it's just plain easier to find fat people outside of cities. <laughs> hmm. I kind of like the last one. I'm almost thinking the last one because I feel like the first two don't make sense and the third I feel like it would be the opposite because I feel like a swamp is swampy and therefore it's harder to 
like get stuff because you got to dig through muck and I'm just imagining a lot of like <laughs> hard, difficult footsteps. Yeah. Through. Okay. Well, and, thank and, you. And anything. <laughs> There's, I also have an inherent disgust and suspicion of anything is like, well, you know, this lifestyle burns fewer calories. Look, if there's one thing we know by looking at worldwide populations, the, like the little tiny Indian shopkeeper who goes nowhere and has like takes, you know, 10 steps a day is also rail thin. And the guy who's like working out logging in the Indian forest is like big and beefy and, you know, 30% body fat. So which ones are you guys going for? I'm going for the last one. Yeah. I'm going for the last More one. More fat people outside of cities. Yeah. You too? Yeah. All right. You are correct. Aha. Uh, it's just plain easier to find fat people outside of cities. Um, according to the CDC, uh, there is a very strong correlation yeah. of, of this. That is not to say that living near a swamp causes you to be fat. No. There's no evidence of that, but- it does, in fact, seem to be the case. No, Basically, observation the first it. thing he observed was accurate, and everything else following <laughs> was, was yeah. complete. No, it's, it's the correlation that, you know, living in cities, you're exposed to more fatphobic, you know, son of a bitches. Right. In the early 1800s, Reverend Sylvester Graham believed that while food contributed to making us fat, it was only one factor. <laughs> Certain types of food also encouraged other undesirable behavior, mm, yes. which also contributed to our growing waistline. Uh, what else did the esteemed Revelant believe sugar, refined flour, and spices cause? One, gambling. Two, sex. Three, alcoholism. Or four, disrespect for one's elders. Sex. Sex. I, I was thinking sex, but I feel like it could also be four, but I'm pretty sure it's sex. Oh, wait, trick question, all of the above? Yeah, that's always a legit answer. <laughs> but that, oh. that would have been a choice if it were a choice. No, he, he's done that before. <laughs> He's done it before. Was like surprise. I think it might be all right. <laughs> I might think it might be all of the above because I think there. I mean, I know there has been things related. I to think Graham all of before. the above. Well, I, I know. I know it was. It was a, a huge. But like, oh yes, give your give your boy children graham crackers because then they yeah. won't masturbate. Would you choose masturbation or graham crackers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I don't know if I. I didn't really think that would be an option, but I might also go with all of the above. Okay. Well, the correct answer on this one is in fact sex specific. Okay. okay. Damn right, um, people. <laughs> he didn't believe he I guess he believed that like sex caused fatness. I I it's a no, little it, weird. No, it's the idea that that fat that being fat is part of a hedonistic lifestyle, which is also a sexual lifestyle. And I mean, lifestyle. Yeah. So it's just yeah. If you look at this podcast, you <laughs> <laughs> ain't all wrong. <laughs> all right. Diet pills have been around since the early 19th century. Um. And even now are found to contain ingredients that could consume, can be considered questionable at best but what ingredients were especially common in the earliest diet pills mm -hmm. i think one, i know this <laughs> cow placenta and child's urine Ooh. no that would be the 1980s <laughs> two arsenic and strychnine mm. three clay and sugar or four sawdust and gelatin hmm. clay and sugar i think is possible I don't have a sense of how much arsenic you're able to consume without actually getting f fatally sick. It's it's more than cyanide. I know that much. <laughs> okay. I'll bear that in mind. <laughs> hmm. I think arsenic. Yeah. Just I'm going to go with the arsenic, like and arsenic and strychnine. I feel like I've, I see very frequently on like baby stuff. It's like arsenic free. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. We got two. All arsenic of us. And three. All three. Yeah. All right. The correct answer is in fact, arsenic and strychnine. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. We got one. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, Death does, in fact, make you lose weight, so <laughs> it is very likely that they work. It's very slimming. <laughs> but all of these are actually variations. All of the pills I came up with 
are variations on different things that have been used oh, yeah. and are still being used for weight loss. I remember the clay diet is apparently something still yep. being used. No, I wasn't joking about the 1980s and colostrum and things mm-hmm. like that. You know. Trim spa baby. What was, who was the trim spa baby? Was that, um, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what the that is. Trim spa. I think it was, uh, what's it, your face? It was you, honey. Anna Nicole. Did anyone remember this? Am I the I, one? No, I have no idea. I don't Sorry. know. Why are we done? Is yep, this, that's well, it. Well, if, if you remember what I, if you remember... Trim spa, baby. Oh, <laughs> I thought there was an infant. No, who was the spokesperson no, for trim I spa. thought there was too. You said the yeah, trim spa baby. Yeah, I'm picturing like Anna was a baby. Yeah, so the trim I was the trim yeah. spa baby and the Gerber baby and the Pampers baby. Oh, the- that's funny. That's <laughs> well, just we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Five stars there. Five stars everywhere. Leave us a review. Uh, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bigfatgaypod. See the articles we talk about at www.bigfatgaypod.com. And maybe you're uh, you're s- still ringing in the new year. You're taking down decorations, Christmas decorations, New Year's decorations, and throwing out your little baby New Year stuff. But watch out because apparently your baby New Year's not the only baby. It's the <laughs> it's the trim spa baby Tim's coming at baby. you. And... <laughs> You gotta. You already said, watch out. <laughs> I did. Yes. <laughs> well, watch out again. Yeah. <laughs>